நமஸ்தே வெல்கம் டு திந்து பேரண்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இந்த பாஸ்ட் ஃபியூ எபிசோட்ஸ் வீவ் ஹர்ட் அலாட் அபவுட் வை வி டெல் ஸ்டோரிஸ் அண்ட் திராப்ஸ் டு வாட்ச் ஃபார் ஒன்ஸ் அப்பான் அ டைம் இட் வாஸ் அ ருட்டீன் ஆஃப்டர் சன்செட் ஆக்டிவிட்டி டு ஹியர் ஸ்டோரிஸ் டோல்ட் பை கிராண்ட் பேரண்ட்ஸ் இட் ஹஸ் அன்ஃபார்ச்சுனேட்லி பிகம் அ ரேர் அக்கரன்ஸ் இன் டுடேஸ் நியூக்ளியர் ஃபேமிலிஸ் டு யூ விஷ் தட் சம் ஒன் who tell your children bedtime stories from our itihasas and puranas every day and what if that someone is young and kids relate to them we are happy to introduce to you today two wise and dynamic young people who do exactly that and more let's meet the founders of the vedic pond welcome shri hari and namrata namaste uh, reka ji thank you so much for inviting us for the podcast Namaste Rekha ji so happy to be here on this beautiful podcast wonderful we are also very happy to have you can you tell us a little bit about yourselves first sure so um it all started you know when i came back after my course uh in social science from london school of economics um in spite of completing the course there was something that was feeling incomplete and i was looking for some experience where i could learn more about myself and something which is more connected to me and that was when i got to know about a summer camp that was organized by chinmaya mission i joined as a volunteer and it was a camp for 8 days over the 8 days i made lot of new friends i found the power of community and i also understood the here of the indian culture so as a volunteer though i was just facilitating uh, and assisting the classes uh, the faculties in the classes i also learned in the process a lot about the great kings and queens of bharat and uh, that was how i got introduced to chimya mission and since it was my introduction and ever since i started getting into more programs uh you know joining the other camps that they organize for youth the chinmaya yuvakendra forum and that's where i formally started studying and delving into vedanta so and as i was studying there was there was a lot of opportunity to do seva and i would say that these opportunities are what really helped me discover my talents discover my innate potentials and one such opportunity that came to me was to be a bal bihar sevak to design curriculum on indian culture bhagavad gita um, sanatana dharma and also deliver them as a storyteller and as a facilitator that's when i really fell in love uh, if i could say with the indian culture and storytelling the itihasa purana and that's how my journey started into all of this so srihari uh, i mean what made you choose chinmaya mission you came back from the uk did you have any previous uh, uh, sort of uh, i mean uh, seeing uh, looking at your background from what you said just now it, it seems uh, like you were born in a very uh, regular I, i suppose upper middle class family you know where most of us in india we don't uh, go through life being very hindu you know uh, it comes to us much later in life so uh, was it something 
specific that made you turn to chinmaya or uh, even growing up did you have sort of a background and uh, were you into the hindu ways even before or uh, or something like that sure so um, i would definitely give credit to my mother and whatever influences in my initial years i had it's because of her but okay. um, as as is the case with many youngsters today there was a phase where i was in you know in skepticism with all the practices rituals visiting a temple praying to god and i was full of questions and why chinmaya coming to that question is i saw that uh, you know wherever whenever i approached uh, a guru or an acharya uh, they weren't in a hurry to first give me all the answers they accepted me for whatever questions and however it was they accepted me they gave me the space to explore and they also taught me that you know i could still remain with that discomfort i can remain with the discomfort of not knowing the answers already but they were so much con- you know they were they were full of conviction of it uh, and in whatever answers i started getting i slowly started developing uh, you know uh, slowly i started getting inclined and oriented towards the thought and then it became a journey of constant dialogue and uh, over classes and discussions and it has not stopped so yeah chinmaya mission has given me that platform i would say to meet people who are also you know in this quest to understand more about the culture the sanatana dharma the hindu dharma so Sorry. very nice very nice so namrata i think you can uh, tell us then about you sure so um yeah it, i think it starts sometime close to when i was almost reaching like a tipping point and uh what could be regarded as a rather successful career in in chartered accountancy uh, i was very fortunate and i think it was by grace that i was able to clear in my first attempt got my so called dream job in what is referred to as the big four in okay. the accounting world um, okay but uh, four years into into the regular job and no i didn't feel anywhere close to feeling dreamy at all um that was my health was far from good uh, i didn't know what where i really belong uh, i i didn't feel a sense of fulfillment with what i was doing and uh, most importantly i felt that um there was a deep feeling within that this life was not just meant for saving taxes for someone there was something much larger that i could possibly do with just this life that has happened to me and but of course i didn't know what that was at that point of time but i think i sat long enough with that question and i was lucky to have met uh, my acharya shri raghu anantanarayanan and the entire vitambra ashram community which is at kotagiri um so these this is a, a sangha of seekers in the krishnamacharya tradition of yoga who yoga. believe that 
yes yes so they believe and and also practice most of the teachings of krishnamacharya yoga and see how can this be the foundation or uh, the space from which we live a dharmic life so i think that was something very inspiring at that point of time i didn't exactly know what that would mean in terms of you know i didn't know that my entire life was going to change based on that one decision of moving out of a regular mainstream career and moving into suppose seemingly uh, dharmic ways of being but um, i think i was really drawn by the very fact that it held a space for uh, a simultaneous nourishment for oneself as well as something beyond oneself um so that was what really inspired me and ever since i have been trying to uh, both learn practice slowly i will be also teaching yoga uh, even at vedic pond i am teaching uh, the introductory principles to both yoga and ayurveda to children i am also being mentored in the space of antaranga yoga sadhana which is not so much spoken about in mainstream areas so that is really where i am and my background and uh, yeah you both are a couple running this initiative right so how did you all meet each other because your trajectories seem to have been rather different yes uh, we namrata uh, and me we uh, met when we were pursuing a course on iks when we also got the opportunity to work on several projects together and uh, since yeah. then we have been working together on uh, on vedic bond and several other projects and yes we are soon to get married and uh, start our grasta ashrama together Congratulations to both of you Mangalam Bhavatu on behalf of Shalini myself and Hindu parenting we wish you a very happy married life Thank you so much uh, Shalini ji and Rekha ji Yeah so it sounds like both of you are um young people with a great education um and great jobs but yet you felt a void right and that led led you to start something like the vedic pond so what was the first um initiative that you took once you started the vedic pond what was the inspiration behind your uh, uh, flagship shubharatri bedtime stories for kids sure so this all happened during the uh, lockdown and when i was going through during that phase when i was going through the bhagavatam stories oh i was very inspired by the story of uh, raja parikshit that how over 8 days through the shravana of the stories the listening of the stories he was able to transform himself and elevate his consciousness and uh, the only thought that came to me right then was wow how powerful would it be if we could if children have access to these stories that too on an everyday basis so with just that idea i started exploring and experimenting with a small group of children by then i had the opportunity of 
you know narrating stories to quite a few children through chinmaya circles and through my own personal classes so i had put together a group of you know small set of children and we started listening to stories during the peak of lockdown every night and we did a small series of 7 days storytelling series and after that the parents were like we should do another series we did another series and then after that the parents you know came up and said the children are really enjoying it. they are really enjoying it they connect with you well and they connect with the story so well and they are filled with so much questions that we would rather have you answer them because we don't know any of it <laughs> which means you please keep more sessions they are full of questions let them come to you and you try answering them so that's how it started and okay we we saw that there is a demand you know we didn't start things and then you know get get children to join but we started experimenting and felt the need to you know uh, make an organization uh, uh, articulate our philosophy and bring more um, sub products and services for this particular group of audience that we are trying to cater to so yeah so what was really the core in all of this the inspiration is dharmic values so we i personally was able to see that how dharma is the core of this ages that the the lack of dharma whether it be in the parenting space or the youngster space or education even at the society at a macro level so and how can we communicate these dharmic values to children in simple and relatable ways and the, the answer i got is through itihasa purana each and every story has the ability to open a dialogue reflection and a lot of introspection along the lines of that one so um yes so this is how and you know our deepest concerns is that parents are distancing themselves from spirituality in their parenting youngsters are detaching themselves from culture and spirituality education is disassociating from character building and dharmic values and there is a lot of disruption because of all this in the society level and so as vedic pond our inspiration has always been to see how we can augment parenting through holistic education and by holistic we mean how can we embed these dharmic values in all offerings that we give second how do we align youngsters back to their culture and spiritual roots and we were able to see that this happens only through a very dialogic and a reflective process it has to be discovered by the learner by the individual by the child and then it becomes a journey of seeking and exploration amalgamation of education with build okay. curriculum that is having dharmic values and that can go along with the education that present education mainstream education and finally advance society through an anchorage in bharatiya culture so in a nutshell this is where we are at this is basically how we were inspired to start the vedic pond and with respect to shubhratri in specific um during covid we i met my cousin brother after you know the, the first lockdown and there was a small uh, phase where everything opened up so when i met my cousin brother um, 
usually we have a lot of uh things to talk about and discuss and engage with but he was he seemed to be busy in you know in his phone playing games and that seemed very new and you know rather um um uh, dissonating to me so i thought okay so um what can we do through the same medium but in a meaningful way and that's when we thought okay shubhratri can be a good offering which is storytelling and that too during bedtime so usually what happens after dinner we have children either watching tv or maybe some study or some engage in the phone mobile devices but we thought how could we um uh enable a space where they come together we all come together we narrate stories we listen to them we even uh, try and live those stories in our minds we identify ourselves as that character as you know in, in, in as a first person identifying as whichever character we are listening to the story uh, typically uh, what is the age group that you are catering to so shubhratri is for uh, children between the ages 6 to 12 okay okay and initially we thought this is a big age group i mean it's a uh, big group 6 to 12 but uh, it's magical to see how they complement each other the younger kids feel confident that they are in the same classroom as you know some of their seniors and the seniors also feel a sense of responsibility to help their younger learners to understand or share what they understood and so on you know this brings up an important and very interesting point see traditionally our um, education was not so segregated by age and i mean that that has been the way of the world wherever not just in india not just in bharat but everywhere i mean little kids learn from slightly older kids and then older kids learn from adults so there's this beautiful mixing which once we have this formal schooling in place today you know 12 year olds interact only with 12 year olds or 9 year olds only with 9 year olds so the growth that you find is quite limiting so i'm glad that you have um, a mixed age group here it is very real life in so many ways isn't it indeed absolutely um so namrata you have a yoga and ayurveda background right yes okay so you have you are behind this uh, program of yoga and ayurveda for children uh, so what exactly is this uh, course about and how do you introduce something like ayurveda yoga is at least a little understandable but how do you introduce ayurveda to children and how do they respond to it absolutely so um not just for children actually um, the entire idea of ayurveda is it's it's a world view is the way i understand it it's a completely different world view and far uh, how can i say it's so much aligned with the yoga form of uh, way of yogic way of life right in fact um the entire exposition of ayurveda is, is actually entire exposition of yoga is actually done in ayurvedic text so in, i think traditionally how yoga and ayurveda was learned and practiced was in a deep sense of union but i think with time there seems to be some form of bifurcation and segregation but anyway not going into that 
to come back to your point on how can we make ayurveda interesting and relatable to children this was something uh, this was actually an important question for me and then i realized that children are literally learning all the ideas that are there in ayurveda whether it is about their physical body they are learning about so many processes about their uh, about their body right they know they in biology the nervous system the, the circulatory system, digestive system all of that but unfortunately they learn it in segregation as though one system doesn't it have anything to do with the other right then they also learn about something known as the brain the brain based approach and how different parts of the brain is important for some or the other function so the entire idea that gets formed in their minds is okay i am a machine and i am a sum of different parts in my body but ayurveda teaches us that we are not a machine and we are not a sum of a part we are each part of us is complete within itself and it is deeply integrated with every other part of myself and i am not just uh say my physical self i'm not just uh my emotional self i'm something deep uh deeper than that so we try and take the core concepts of ayurveda whether it is gunas whether it is doshas uh the idea behind having a dinacharya or a prat or a uh or a lifestyle a daily routine or a daily lifestyle deeply in rhythm with nature's rhythm so these are the three or four fundamental ideas that we want to take to the children and we do this through uh games we do this through experiential activity we found out that by simply like asking them very simple questions such as okay how do you Uh, feel in summer versus how do you feel in winter a lot of people didn't realize that something like their own digestion digestive processes undergo a lot of difference in these two seasons and then when you really put that in awareness to them they automatically understand okay now i need to do this now i don't need to do this so long story short through experiential practices through um games through fundamental concepts but not explained in too much detail because at this stage they are they may not be so much ready to it so we don't ready for it so we don't go into the chikitsa and all of that so do you also deal with uh, young girls uh, because when you talked about dinacharya and all there is a growing awareness lately you know of uh, uh how this affects particularly young girls who are in that menstruation you know they they've just started and they have a lot of problems and things like that so you do you also deal with that part so we have not specifically uh you know bifurcated uh, with respect to menstruation because our uh, what can i say our batch has both girls and boys and while it's important for boys to also know about menstruation but this being a little bit more generic uh, area we have not specifically dived into menstruation 
but yes the importance of having an uh, uh, a disciplined lifestyle that is definitely brought to their attention and uh, we hope to come up with a program specifically on ritu vidya it will be coming up very soon and um, we will be uh, you know drawing a lot of inspiration from uh, sinu joseph ji's books and okay that i was going to book. ask are you working with sinu joseph also no i'm not uh, specifically worked with her but uh, i have uh, read lot of her work i'm also i have studied with uh, dr mala kapadia ji so these are okay. my main inspiration on this topic okay okay so uh, what are uh, some of the other initiatives that uh, you run uh, apart from the yoga and ayurveda and the shubharatri uh, initiative what other things do you do at vedic pond yes so if i would just like to bucket some of our offerings into three um we do online uh, programs we also do curriculum work we provide curriculum for various organizations both for profit as well as non profit we also hold physical uh, physical workshops in school uh, so the three buckets are online programs curriculum writing and school workshops so some of our online programs as we shared is shubhratri arokyam vedic chanting sarathi which is our one year mentorship program so these are some of our online programs the curriculum is basically we, we are writing ikas based curriculum in line with the nep 2020 which hopes to mainstream ics curriculum in uh, you know mainstream education in schools colleges and higher education so we are mainly focusing on school education at the moment and with respect to school workshops uh, we are very fortunate uh, to have collaborated and continue collaborating with uh, the chettinad group of schools in uh, chennai and chennai, several yeah. places yeah. in tamil nadu yes yes so we held and what uh, do you do with them uh, yes. with the so chennai group yes so we have offered uh, our leading through mahabharata um program which is uh, a leadership uh, program for children it is based on the principles of the mahabharata as propounded or as uh you know taught to us by our acharya shri raghunand narayan he has done decades of research on how uh, the mahabharata represents archetypal energies that exist in all of us so how can we make this relevant to children especially at a time when they are slowly learning the entire idea of leadership what does it mean to uh, go into spaces and not just look after yourself but look after communities look after possibly a nation possibly the world at some point so with this in mind we thought right now their role models are extremely misinformed um they have a spiderman and a batman possibly some bollywood or hollywood actors at best and but however we have like so much in our own tradition in our own culture which at one point it at one level it is very nostalgic to hear but when we live it as everyday 
um, practices. We live it as so. We are not looking at the Mahabharata as something that happened so many years back. But when we look at the Mahabharata within us, and we find a language to express ourselves through that, then it doesn't become it. It doesn't become something of the past, but it is nitya nutana. Always and ever present amongst us. So this is something we are trying to do with the school, and we are also happy to uh, do Arogyam, which is our yoga and Ayurveda program for mothers at Chetinad. So at Chetinad schools, we are also offering Arogyam for mothers. Yeah. Okay, for so mothers, for mothers, you said. Yes, for mothers, um, we will be offering. Uh, We are collaborating with um, my mentor from Chennai. Her name is uh, Shrimati Brinalini. Uh, okay. She will be looking. She will be leading that program. I will also be assisting her. Okay. Okay. I loved what Namrata said. Uh, the Mahabharata being Nitya Nutana, right? I mean, there's always something new, and uh, we never really run out of material. Uh, as far as the mahabharata is concerned right it's it's always evergreen and there's so much to take from it so this is this is great uh, we know that children are also fond of chanting do you have yes. any uh, chanting programs for children they really love they enjoy the sound right of uh, bhagavad gita or uh, any other form of uh, chanting do you do something like that yes we are running our vedic chanting program Uh, where we are taking suktams, prashnams, some upanishads, and uh, some simple mantras, and we are not. This is open not just for children. This is also open for adults because we felt that um, you know what you shared earlier, uh, a shared space of learning. Uh, it's not. It it doesn't need to be limited to just young mind, and especially in something like chanting. There is really age is really becomes irrelevant because it's all about our listening capacity, and we have noted that you know younger minds have a better listening capacity. So our Vedic chanting program is for both children and adults alike, and uh, the proceeds of this uh, program we are very happy to share it uh, and pass it on to Atmarsam Foundation, which is being run by. Our uh, very dear friend and partner, Sri uh, Radha Krishnan Ji, uh, for towards Go Samrakshanam and Veda Samrakshanam. So, oh, that is, is really nice. That's it's quite inspiring, really. huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice. It's very very good to hear. Uh, the next uh, question I have is for uh, Sri Hari. Um, do you? Do you have a website? How can parents listening to this podcast find all of your initiatives in one place? Would they know about anything upcoming, like uh, summer camps for summer or uh, any other new initiatives? How can they get to know this? Sure, sure. Uh, thank you for that question, Rekha Ji. Yes, uh, our website. You can find our website if you uh, visit www. thevedicpond. com. And we also are on social media. Uh, the Vedic Pond is there in Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We have our Instagram handle. Um, 
yeah and uh, yes through these channels you can and uh, in our website we have a small section where with all the updates uh, about the upcoming programs and ongoing programs for any parent to visit and uh, find out uh, our, our team's personal numbers are also uh, put up in the website so anyone who visits the website can also get in touch with us directly by call or by email so okay. is there something in the immediate future that's coming up we are in summer right now yes. right and most kids will be free so is there something that you're going to offer very soon yes so we are launching we have launched our uh, summer camp it's called uh, sun nahana and uh, it's going to be a 15 day summer camp the sun nahana camp will be based on yoga ayurveda and bhakti practices we'll also be taking the children through panchanga reading uh, vishnu sahasranama chanting and bhagavatam stories and this is going to be for children between the eight, uh, between ages 8 to uh, 15 and uh, every day it's going to be 4 hours of learning 2 hours in the morning 6 am to 8 am and 2 hours in the evening 6 pm to 8 pm yeah so over 15 days we are looking at 60 hours of learning uh, across you know different practices in yoga in ayurveda Uh, panchanga reading listening to bhagavatam chanting vishnu sahasranama and we are looking to engage with these topics through games um how do we go about it some individual games and some team games where they might have to present whenever we ask them to maybe present a particular asana or give a certain explanation and even through maybe writing and drawing uh, some of these things and uh, or making a poster or even presenting it to a parent and making a video so we are planning different formats of making it engaging and uh, interactive with the child and so this is an online so, camp yes it will be an online camp uh, okay. for 15 days and the core idea is how can they go through a journey over these 15 days uh, to develop you know self discipline and you know the process uh, go through self discovery sounds good sounds really wonderful uh, is there anything for children based outside india say in north america what about this uh, time zone conflict how do you handle that yes so we did we did try launching some of our programs but since we couldn't have uh, the required batch size we couldn't go ahead with the program at that time but we are proactively looking at collaborating with other organizations um, and seeing how we could uh, take some of our programs with to north america and we hope we could also collaborate with uh, hindu parenting and see how we could offer our programs to more children from there and uh, yeah so basically we are here great okay so uh, your journey has been uh, quite uh, quite the journey i must say you know from a, a regular mainstream uh, career both of you were sort of pursuing to move track completely you know uh, to this iks space so and and also by the looks of it you are you all are doing quite well for yourselves so uh, 
do you have any advice for youngsters who might just feel a little uh, apprehensive of uh, stepping into this space of iks and taking it up as a career opportunity do you have something to share with them sure sure i i, I don't know if we should advise but uh, from what we are experiencing um it is a big step it is a very uh, daring step that we have taken but uh, i would say that in this space we are being empowered by many people uh, who are also working towards uh, realizing what we are all wishing to realize and we derive our strength from such people so be it our mentors our acharyas um also the people who we collaborate with everyone is a source of inspiration and i think more than an advice uh, something that we would like to just share based on our first hand experience because that's really the truth from which we would like to speak um we've been very fortunate to be nurtured nourished and in a sense inspired uh, almost every day by our mentors acharyas uh, fellow community members uh, partners as well as the people whom we are taking this to in the form of parents children everyone is extremely supportive uh, in some of these endeavors so what is our message to someone who's starting out in this space right this is not just a space that you take up something as a hobby this is not just something that you take up something as mere part time i would really appeal to uh, the youth of bharat to take this up as you would take up any other career or any other field of study this is iks is here to stay this is the time for iks and the sooner you take it up the better it is not just for you but for the generations to come there are enough opportunities in the area of entrepreneurship there are enough opportunities in the area of education and research you would be extremely surprised to know that the research opportunities in ics are not just what can i say it's, it's not just uh, very rewarding from a personal accomplishment standpoint but also one gets in touch with just the sheer wonder and the depth of this tradition so i would really um, appeal to the youth to look at this space for um, as as a non, as a cultural entrepreneurship and a cultural uh, you know thought leader right we need more people in this space some areas that uh, you know you could really contribute to could be content creation teaching curriculum writing yatras and tourism related activities wellness in the areas of yoga ayurveda and related products uh, facilitator training you can work in the area of handicraft in the area of music in the area of culture dance i mean you you name it and there is enough and more that is that this space allows you to explore and it is the the sheer 
fact that everything is integrated you feel you start at one place but inevitably you will cover more than one domain and that's the promise so there is no scope for boredom at all in this age so i really appeal to the youths to take up some form of study or profession in this area so just a quick note for our listeners uh, we keep referring to iks over and over again i'd like to point out here it means indic knowledge systems so we have a huge uh, tradition of uh, knowledge systems that um, are that were really well developed and slowly we are together with initiatives like the vedic pond like hindu parenting all of us together there are uh, many initiatives going on in this space today and uh, we just had a round of classes on indian aesthetics for example which is the alankara shastra so that comes again under iks so there's so much going on here and this is a very uh, inspiring thought for uh, the next generation of cultural entrepreneurs just like uh, namrata and shrihari thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing all your insights and for inspiring many many youngsters like you thank you bahu dhanyawad thank you so much <laughs> Thank you so much uh, Shalini ji and Rekha ji. Just wanted to close by saying if there are any youngsters listening to this um uh, there are a lot of opportunities here at Vedic Pond. We need a lot more people joining our team. So if you are interested in cultural education storytelling please feel free to reach out to us and we can see how we can work together. On that note uh, I think we will end this edition of our podcast. Namaste. <laughs>